What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Masters of the Cultureverse. I'm your friendly neighborhood blurred here, kind of, with my co-host as always, the invincible Clay Strowman. So, this week, Clay and I are doing a mini-sode. We're doing this because I got cast in a play, and based on the rehearsal schedule, we can't record on Wednesdays anymore, and now we're going to have to move to recording on Sundays and the podcast coming out on Mondays. You can still find the podcast on Apple, Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, but they'll be coming out on Mondays instead of Thursdays. And since I just got cast in this play short notice, we didn't have time to plan around this week, so we're just doing a kind of mini episode. Clay and I aren't actually online together, but he recorded sports and something else that he wanted to talk about. I'll talk about a couple of things, and we'll give you a nice little mini episode to hold you over until Monday when the new full episode comes out. So, over to you, Clay. Okay, in the wild world of sports, we are deep in the NBA playoffs like we've been talking about for the past few weeks. Um, the conference finals have started, and actually the Western Conference Finals have gotten kind of a jump start on the Eastern Conference Finals because the uh, Philadelphia and Atlanta series went to seven games. So that series, it was a great series all the way through, and Atlanta ended up pulling it out. Um, Trey Young, obviously the stud over there. And uh, what's pretty funny about what happened in the series is that Ben Simmons, who was kind of, people were kind of talking about him as being like the next LeBron James, um, you know, similar skill sets. He's a, I think he's like a six, nine point guard. He can kind of guard every position. He's really good on defense. He's a great playmaker. Um, but the thing about Ben Simmons has always been that his jump shot is butt. Uh, he can't shoot free throws. He can't shoot jump shots. He can't shoot threes. Um, supposedly it's something that he's been working on like during his career, but it, it seems like it gets worse every single year. So, uh, in this series, I want to say he averaged, he averaged like, I don't know, nine points a game during this series. Um, he was shooting very few shots. Uh, we have, we have highlights going around on social media of him just like passing up wide open layups because he doesn't even want to shoot that, um, because he probably doesn't even want to take contact down there because he can't shoot free throws. They hack him to put him to the line, kind of like Shaq, and he misses free throws, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, another funny stat that happened with Ben Simmons is that he only scored, he only attempted three field goals in the fourth quarter of the entire series. Seven game series, he attempted three field goals in seven games in the fourth quarter. Um, he did make all three, so 100% shooting in the fourth quarter, I guess, is pretty sick. But uh, yeah, he had what I guess so it was five out of the seven games he didn't even shoot a shot in the fourth quarter which like he was supposed to be one of, just like the guy basically um so yeah so this guy he's scared to shoot he's scared to shoot a layup because he doesn't want to be on the foul line he's scared to even take a shot in the fourth quarter so um yeah I would say when that happens with your point guard who's supposed to be the second best player in on your team other than Joel Embiid you know who was a, an MVP candidate this season um you're not going to win that series. So Atlanta's advancing. Uh, long story short there. And like I said, the Western Conference Finals have already started. So we have the Clippers uh, going against the Suns. And so far, the Suns are killing it. I mean, they were the hottest team, I think, of this entire playoffs. They won the first series against the Lakers 4-2. to two. They won the second series against uh, Denver 4-0. to zero. They swept them. And they're up 2-0 on the, the Clippers right now. So... Um, they're doing their thing. Chris Paul hasn't even been playing. Devin Booker's just been absolutely going off. Um, and they had a game last night, a.k.a. 
um, Tuesday night where they won on a last-second alley-oop. So basically the, the game, they were down one at the very end of the game. There was 0.9 seconds on the clock after a fourth quarter and actually a final 30 seconds of the game that had like, I don't know, like six lead changes or something like that. It was ridiculous. And the final 30 seconds of the actual game ended up taking uh, like a, like 45 minutes to an hour. I think it was like 50 minutes, something like that, because of all the back and forth and all the reviews that they were having to do. So it's like the longest 30 seconds in basketball history. So anyways, it comes down to uh, the very end where there's 0.9 seconds on the clock and the Suns run this play where Jay Crowder has the ball inbounding it on the baseline and they throw an alley-oop to DeAndre Aiden. He puts it down and that's the game. So crazy way to win a basketball game, crazy way to win a playoff game. And up until that point, Paul George on the Clippers, who, you know, people have been calling him pandemic P instead of playoff P because he basically just completely chokes in the playoffs. He did it last year throughout the entire playoffs, and he's done it here and there this year as well. Um, he actually he actually put up like nine points um, in those final in those final few seconds as Cora wants to uh, to contribute as well. Um, yeah, he actually put up like nine points. He threw an assist. He was absolutely killing it. He put them in the position to win the game. And then he missed two free throws at the very end. That would have put it away. So he went ahead and did it again. And then DeAndre Ayton won the game on that alley-oop. So it was ridiculous. Um, now on the other side, in the Eastern Conference Finals, we have the Hawks against the Bucks. So the Bucks ended up pulling it out against Brooklyn in Game 7. Um, it, was, it went right down to the line. KD had a shot to win the game. Um, he shot a really, really long jump shot that would have put him up by one if it was a three. Turns out his foot was on the line. It ended up being a two. They went to overtime, and uh, the Bucks pulled it out. So really, really, really happy to see Brooklyn not in the finals, not even in the conference finals. I mean, that's great because they were the team. I mean, they're absolutely stacked, big-ass super team. Um, great to see them not in the finals. And now it's, I mean, it's anybody's league at this point. It's anybody's playoffs. So we're going to have a brand-new champion here. Um, so... That uh, Hawks-Bucks series, it's going to start, I believe, uh, tonight, actually, Wednesday night. And then, um, yeah, and then the, the Clippers in Phoenix, they'll continue what they're doing on the, the Western side of things. And, you know, I, so I think, I think it's, it's going to end up being Milwaukee versus Phoenix in the championship, in the finals. Um, I don't know if I see Phoenix beating Milwaukee. Chris Paul will be back, uh, I believe, for their next game. So he's going to be in the mix as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, Milwaukee, they, they have just such a great team. Phoenix is so hot, but Milwaukee has a really, really solid team. So it's at least going to be a really good series, I think. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call Milwaukee as the winners here. So the Bucks are going to be our champions. Giannis, you know, who's been MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, he's going to finally get it done. Um, yeah, and it's going to be pretty exciting. So uh, we'll keep an eye on the playoffs. We'll talk about it more next week as we're deeper into the, the conference finals here. And uh, back to you, Caleb. Thanks, Clay. Moving on to video games, we're going to talk about Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. Now, excuse me, this is a video game that came out on the 22nd, I believe. And it's on console, it's on Xbox, PlayStation, and it's also on PC. And it's a Dungeons & Dragons game based game but uh it's its own kind of adventure uh you have four characters that you can choose to play as and you can play solo or you can play uh co-op with your friends 
Um, and you go on this adventure trying to get this shard that's like all power, you know, typical fantasy uh, shit. Now, the reviews came out for this game, and apparently the game is shit. Uh, and I'm not just basing that off of like IGN's review. I also asked, uh, we have a video gaming Slack channel at work, and I was asking my coworkers, I said, hey, anybody play this game yet? Is it worth it? Yada, yada, yada. And this one guy who had played it said, it's not worth the $60 price tag, but if you find it on sale or something, then sure, go ahead, pick it up. But he said the gameplay is awkward. Uh, he said it's just a little clunky, very buggy. It's not worth the $60 price tag. Um, and then we also had somebody chime in and, and offer some D&D-ish games that they would recommend over um, Dark Alliance. And one of those games, which sounded very interesting to me, was Divinity Origin uh, Divinity Two Original Sin or Divinity Original Sin Two, something like that. But it's still in the fantasy realm and things like that. So that's probably what I'm gonna check out this weekend, and and probably how I'll fill half of my weekend, um, other than learning lines and and, and songs and such. But. The reviews are, are not very hot, which is sad because based on the trailer, it looked like it was going to be badass. You're going to co-op. It's like a and d uh, campaign, but like virtual with like on a, on a console or a PC. Uh, but the reviews, not so hot, which is kind of unfortunate. But that's how these things go. So that's that. Probably won't check out Dark Alliance until it's on sale. Moving on to movie news. Clay, kick us off, please. Okay, so we got a new Transformers movie in the works here. It's the seventh Transformers movie. It's not going to be Michael Bay, and I believe it's actually going to be officially like a continuation of the Bumblebee movie. But what they're doing here in this movie, they're doing Beast Wars. So the 1990s like CGI animated show where the Transformers were essentially animals. Um... It was one of my favorite shows from back in the day. I had so many action figures from it. Um, it's going to be called Transformers Rise of the Beasts. So, yeah, I'm pretty pumped about this one, needless to say. I mean, Optimus Prime is going to be returning. We even have Peter Cullen coming back to, to voice him. Um, Megatron is in this. Like, we got characters like Cheetor and Black Arachnia. And, you know, it's going to be the Maximals versus the Predacons instead of the um, the Autobots versus the Decepticons, you know, so it, it's going to be sick. I think the movie itself, it's kind of like the Bumblebee movie. I think the Bumblebee movie took place in the 80s. This one takes place in like 1994. Um, they don't want it to overlap with uh, with the Michael Bay movies at all. And this one is directed by Stephen Capel Jr. So the only other thing I know from him was Creed II, uh, which I did see, you know, it, it was decent. Obviously, we know those Creed movies with Michael B. Jordan. Um, so yeah, so now he's going to have a shot at a Transformers movie here. Um, and, and basically one of the, one of the main things that we know about this movie is that it's going to be unlike Bumblebee, which was, I guess, designed to be like a much smaller, like more intimate movie. Um, you know, not a ton of characters, not a whole lot of things going on. Um, Rise of the Beast, this new movie is going to be a quote, spectacular story in the tradition of the Bay films. So it's going to be like a big action packed blockbuster um, tons of explosions. Maybe we'll even get some helicopters, you know, uh, flying by at sunset. We'll probably have, you know, some attractive women. 
if they're actually trying to trying to replicate Michael Bay, don't know that they are, but we at least know it's going to be bigger. Um, it does take place in New York City. There's going to be a couple like human characters that are in it, obviously. Um, one of them is like an ex-military person. Um, yeah, and they're also shooting part of it in Peru. So I'm not super sure. About, I think they're doing something at like Machu Picchu or something like that. Not really sure what's going on with that. But um, but yeah, I mean, needless to say, I'm super pumped for this movie. Bumblebee was pretty good. It was one of the, the better Transformers movies, I think. It was, I think it was better than most of them other than maybe like Transformers 1. Um, so yeah, I mean, this one should be pretty sick. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking of like the... I had this Cheetor action figure, which is like the obviously like the Cheetah uh, um, Deceptor Autobot type uh, Transformer, and I had this action figure that was like I don't know, it was like 16 inches tall or something like that. It transformed into a Cheetah, then it transformed into like the the kind of like humanoid form. It was like I got it for my birthday or Christmas or something. I know it was like a super expensive like thing that I had been looking at in Walmart every time we went there. I'm just like. This movie I'm so pumped for because of the nostalgia that's going to come with it. Like, it's going to give me the Transformers nostalgia that I like, but it, they're even taking it further with Beast Wars. So, I mean, this is pretty much everything I could ask for here. Um, so, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that one. That's one of my most anticipated movies of the next couple of years here. I don't know if we even know when when it's going to come out. Um, but, uh, oh, I think it's, it's, it's actually 2022, so in June. Um, so yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that and uh, we'll put that on the list of 2022 movies that are going to absolutely kill it. All right. So the movie I want to talk about is called dead for a dollar and it's starring Christoph Waltz and Willem Dafoe, which already that movie sounds like it's, it's awesome. And two like Hollywood powerhouses. So I'm excited about the cast, number one. And then it's a Western on top of that, which I love a good Western. Uh, it's one of my, I don't know if you'd call it a guilty pleasure or not, but like, I don't know. I just, I just really like Westerns. So what we know about the plot of the movie so far, I'll, I'll read from this Deadline article. So it's uh, set in New Mexico Territory, Chihuahua in 1897. The story will follow Max Borland, who is Christoph Waltz, a famed bounty hunter hired to find and return Rachel Price, the politically progressive wife of Nathan Price, a successful Santa Fe businessman. Max is told she has been kidnapped by an African-American army deserter, Elijah Jones, Elijah Jones, and is being held for ransom in Mexico. When Max goes south of the border, he soon runs across his sworn enemy, expatriate American Joe Cribbins, which is going to be Willem Dafoe, a professional gambler, sometime outlaw who Max had tracked down and sent to prison years before. When Borland finds Rachel and Elijah hiding deep in the wilds of the Mexican desert, he discovers that Rachel has willingly fled from an abusive husband and the runaway soldier is in fact her romantic partner. Max is now faced with a dilemma. Does he return the wife back across the border to the man who hired him or does he aid Rachel's bid for freedom and fight off ruthless hired guns and his longtime criminal rival? Sounds pretty good. Now, obviously, he's probably going to side with Rachel, right? He's going to let the, the, the lovers be lovers, and he's going to turn on whoever hired him. That's just like a classic kind of movie trope. But I feel like the, the writing will be good enough. The acting is going to be great with these two guys. Um, 
I'm really excited about it. I don't see a date on when this is coming out. It's it's still like really in development. These two guys were just uh, announced as being cast as the leads this week. So we're still like early in development. Don't have a, a, uh, a time of when it's coming out. But this is one to definitely keep your eye on. And they're hiring for an African-American actor. So you should probably hit up your boy, Walter Hill. He's the one making it. Walter Hill, give me a call. We know you're a friend of the podcast. Just uh, let me let me audition. Let me let me get in the room. But uh, for real, really excited about this one. Uh, can't wait. So that's our episode or mini-sode. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, Mondays are going to be our new days going forward. Mondays. Um, you can write us at K, uh, Jesus, I was about to give out my uh, personal email, write us at masters.cultureverse at gmail.com. If you have something you want us to talk about questions, shout outs, whatever you want, or you can DM us on Instagram at masters.cultureverse. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Seriously, send us anything you want. We'll say it on air. We'll talk about it. We don't mind. Thank you guys again. And we'll see you on Monday. Bye.